0: Hello, this is Matt Hale on Resonance 104.4 FM with Art Monthly's monthly programme, which is why sometimes it's called Art Monthly Monthly. And today we are discussing issue February 2011, number 343, or some pieces from it. I'm joined today by our editor, Patricia Bickers, and Dean Kenning, who is a writer and visiting lecturer at Central St Martins. Plus, plus, I think we should also say, probably does other things as well. Hello, Dean. Hello. Now, um, Dean, in the issue, you wrote an art educational report which we named Protest, Occupy, Transform. I I think probably you called it that as well. Um, And I'm going to pass over to Patricia to ask you the first question about this piece, which um, is a complicated one and covers some very topical um, issues and activities occurring. Patricia, fire away.
1: Well, what I wanted to do really was um, focus on the positive that comes out of this because we have been focusing on the negative over quite a period of time since these cuts were first mooted. And two things you say, well, it's the same thing you say, actually, about the um, teach-ins at um, Tate Gallery um, during the Turner Prize and... um, at the National Gallery, and also the uh, occupations, the college occupations uh, in London and elsewhere, Um, you say it was not so much um, just about protest because the third word is protest, occupy, transform, Mm -hmm. and I suppose that's what I wanted to focus on. You talk about what came out of it was a reimagining of collective action but also the use of educational spaces. And I'd like you to say more about that as possibly a, a direction for the future.
2: Um, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Like you say, it's, uh, it's you know it's been a kind of depressing um, mm. time in some respects. Um, but out of that, the, the, there's been you know some amazing things happening. Um, I mean, for me, there's a new kind of collective spirit which has come out of this, which is a challenge to, um, I, I suppose, a lot of. The kind of individualistic um attitude of um of the art world as well um the the um the occupations and the teachings were something i say which were not um they weren't simply against something but the the the, the being against something was a kind of a important aspect of being able to form um a kind of cohesive community and 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 this new kind of collective spirit um there it, i also say that it wasn't um just about something which happened in the for example at the slade it wasn't something which happened while you know in in spite of um the normal classes or when they're not going on but it was a it was a new way of um of learning really a new use for um um for art spaces and also in all these things in the um the national gallery the um the tate the we were at the um british museum a few days ago as well just before the big demo um and the college occupations it was about it wasn't against those institutions just the opposite it was about the kind of protection it was about the sense that we own these things collectively these are these belong to us you know this is this is exactly what's what the government agenda is to <coughs> really to you know, to sell off things which belong to us collectively, um, and this is the act of vandalism. So, can I can I just butt in with a question sure.
0: of a uh, just to
2: clarify? A thing you're talking about
0: university art school departments, particularly. Am mm-hmm. I right? And and this the we would that that would be the lecturers and the students. Yeah, it's quite important. It's not
2: just the students. I mean, obviously the the, the students make up the large body of these things, but it was very much. Um, um tutors as well, lecturers, um, also people like um I mean I've been involved with Arts Against Cuts and there's been people from the student unions, um, University of the Arts Student Unions very involved in them. Also kind of activists, um, also artists from outside of education.
0: Right, so so quite a combining of forces yeah. of interested parties, possibly who who are always interested in some in something different occurring, do you think I mean, a lot of these people have been waiting for this time
2: well the, the, i mean this i mean it's all it all happened very kind of you know it was a very intense kind of period between yeah. the tenth of November when it, w- w- the first um well, that was when was the government annu- okay
0: was that when the government announced these the tuition fees well,
2: this was the first uh, demo which was organized against the against the education cuts specifically which yeah. was organized by the student union and u c u Um, but the the amazing thing about that was that there was was this kind of break-off which happened, and there was this um, uh, uh, invasion of um, Milbank Tower at that time, and this was the time you had people like the um, uh, the president of the Student Union um, condemning this immediately, and also our our own um, uh, general secretary of the UCU, Sally Hunt, as well, um, which really kind of put this kind of established... um, protest movement with the unions and so on, completely out of touch with this kind of more grassroots thing. Right, divided people, really. Um, Well, it it, it actually united people um, in in, in in this kind of collective sense of, you know, not following these kind of traditional um, kind of leaders.
1: But it's interesting that actually, looking at the wider picture, you you say that... um, an effective change in art education requires not just the removal of the business model of assessment, etc., uh, in the contemporary uh, education scene, but a change of culture of art. And that, I think, is the, the joined-up thinking that's come out of all this, that this is not an isolated problem within education. It's actually a, a, a cultural change that's happened, and I'm afraid... New Labour was at the forefront of this too. I mean, they can't be, we can't just lay this at the door. In fact, you say that um, the Tories are just finishing off something really by removing subsidy altogether from mm-hmm. the arts. Um, it was already compromised under New Labour. The marketisation of art has been an ongoing process. Um, possibly since Thatcher uh, set up um, the potential for polytechnics to become universities. And I'd like to take this debate a little bit further back before we go to potential future models. Do you think that, in a way, in craving a certain kind of academic respectability um, or parity with universities, art schools sold their birthright, or art teachers sold talking their in, in the birthright. 60s We're we talking about in the 60s. Well, it's been a long, slow development. It's really in the 80s that art schools became part of polytechnics, and then Margaret Thatcher offered the opportunity for polytechnics to become universities. This is a literal academicisation of um, art education. With that will come, as it has, practice theory PhDs, and more and more art education is becoming like any other university course. So apart from what's happening to education and art culture, I just wanted to specifically ask about that. Do you think we lost something vital or is that simple nostalgia to regret the loss of autonomy in the past?
2: Um, No, I I agree with you. I think um, this has been a long slippery slope and we've kind of you know this thing hasn't come out of the blue this thing is able to happen I mean when I'm saying this thing I'm talking about the total privatization of education that's all we're talking about the university will now just operate as a business um you know recruiting uh paying customers with um teaching staff technicians and so on being Providing that service.
1: Well, you call them service providers, service. which struck a chord with all my colleagues. I teach also. In case listeners aren't aware, I teach at the University of Westminster, Polytechnic of Central London, that was, and formerly at St Martin's, uh, which became, is now part of the University of the Arts London. So I've been down this road that we're discussing.
0: The changing road.
1: Yes.
2: I mean, I I'm not an, an expert on this at all. Um, it's not. It's not something I go into detail in in the article. Um, I I went to, I originally went to I went to uh, um, Univers- um, Wolverhampton Polytechnic to do a fine art degree in the kind of mid nineties. I got um, or well in the early nineties, really. I got um, a full uh, local authority grant to enable me to do that. There was no there was no fees, personal mm-hmm. fees. Um. And then I actually... And during the time I was there, I was only there for a year because I, I, I dropped out, but it became a university at that time. So that was about 92. Um, and then I went, to, I went to Goldsmiths. And I remember at, at Goldsmiths, it was a very unpolitical time, actually. The students were. There was kind of no politics. There was a lot of theory and so on, but there was no um, uh, kind of political sense amongst the students, actually. Um, and, of course, it was immediately after that, the 1998 or ninety-nine, I think, that it was actually New Labour that brought in the um, first upfront fees of £1,000. Mm. So I think the fact that this can now happen has... Um, and we have to talk about the complicity of universities in exactly. this, art, art departments, um, you know, especially... Um, and the whole language, the whole managerial language that's, that's been adopted in terms of... Um, going, going forward. ...professional development and... Um,
1: progressing... So mm-hmm. Progressing um, policy.
2: That's right. As yeah. opposed
1: to making progress, just progressing policy. Yeah,
2: um, I, I remember John
1: Reardon saying mm. that in in a special edition on art education we brought out um, in 2008 to celebrate the anniversary of October uh, of 1968 and changes in education and radicalization of, of students at the time. Um, and we brought out a special issue in October 2008. And John Reardon talked about micro-resistance at the level of language. And, you know, this is also something that is part of of resistance to the status quo or to the corporatization mm-hmm. of education. I mean, in looking back, as I say, it's not about nostalgia so much as trying to remind ourselves how we got to where we are and whether one can... Um, resist this um, because what the models you're describing, which have alas been temporary but could be future models, um, are about the democratization of space. And yet, one of the things that came with the corporatization of education, privatization effectively, is that we were turned like an NHS into internal markets. Um, We compete for room space within universities. You rent it from the university.
0: Talk about the art departments. Art
1: departments, all departments, rent rent Mm -hmm. a room. You actually have to pay for a room in which to have dialogue, in which to discuss, which used to be part of a normal university education. So by seizing spaces outside the institution, albeit other institutional spaces, um, publicly owned ones like um tate it was a very thoughtful thing to do it wasn't it wasn't um i I wanted to ask about this
0: thing because the public is mentioned twice in your piece i believe and this Mm -hmm. thing about the public sphere and we've we've discussed that previously on this program with other people and it is it's quite a critical word in a way in in this because if you are breaking out of universities and you're trying to come up with some kind of what might be called alternatives what is it alternative to and where is the public who are the public it's it and yet, you you are having to do that if you go into the National Gallery, or it, it's it's another institution, it's another public. I, I, would you can you expand a little bit on that, Dean, perhaps,
2: or, or, or Patricia? I mean, just why you mentioned it in a way. Um, well, yeah, like I said, it's the um, you know the, these activities, these teachings, and so on, uh, and even the even the occupations have been about the the protection of public space. I mean, this is a really essential yeah. thing. This isn't um i mean the, the, there was you know an incredible new kind of model of teaching in terms of the breaking down of borders and boundaries between different subject areas different different years and different colleges different um yes. departments and so on um and a, an, an expansion of the uh, of the curriculum as well in terms of what was being spoken about but the the these things um you know in, essentially these things happened um, in terms of an opposition to the the, the 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 movement from public to private, you know this yeah. this is happening yeah. more generally. Education yeah. is just one area. I mean, we've heard about the the, the closing down of, of of libraries, the the privatisation of parts of the NHS, the, the the selling off of of the forests, and mm. so on. This this is all. No, it's a very growing trend. Yeah. yeah the, the, so this is part of um you know a a, 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 a a, a very ba- you know a very simple thing which is happening really, which is the movement from um, an idea of the public realm, public wealth, public good, to the idea of purely individualised yeah. um, private spaces.
1: How can this these models, which worked so well um, in extraordinary circumstances, can any of that be translated? Back into the institution, or has the institution got to go? is the answer as Mike Watson suggested, and I think you um have doubts about it more than doubts uh, criticism of it opting out opting out is not really an alternative in your view
2: yeah um yeah this is, is seems to me exactly the wrong thing to do. I mean, as people not not just Mike Watson but others I think yeah. have talked about um you know. And even we're talking previously, you know, before the before the new um, coalition government about um, you know setting up independent art colleges. Let's escape from this whole culture of of, of, of marketing, of auditing, of um, league tables, all this kind of um, mm. things that you, you you've been mentioning. Um, but this seems to me exactly uh, uh, the, the, the kind of well, you know, it, it epitomises. Cameron's idea of the big society really—you kind of opt out. It seems to me the thing that gives this this a kind of political dimension is the fact that this, through through the um, the, the kind of re, the transformation, the re, reimagination of what art education can be, this is done as um, as a kind of collective project in the bigger sense. It's about um, Reclaiming this, reclaiming this autonomy as a universal thing, as something which um, should happen, you know, comprehensively. It should happen at all, in all art colleges. Um, but there's no
1: such thing as an art college anymore. This is this yeah. is the thing. You are now part of this mm-hmm. bigger organisation, a university, and you are uh, th- this culture of competition, which the Turner Prize epitomises. In you mention in your article. Mm. Um, how do you opt out and opt in at the same time because now we are we're not going to have choice over students it's whoever can pay you can't say oh i like that person if they can't afford to come um, so your choices are limited at the door before they get in and then there is this process parents funders that they want to see A recognizable result that's the whole birthright we lost when we wanted to show a degree we had a degree Mm -hmm. because art was insecure about its status and once you play that game what do you do if you don't opt out how do you alter the culture within when you're such a small part of it and your autonomy is more or less eroded completely
2: yeah I mean it's
0: optimistically do mm. you think actually that say say the mood that you describe in the Mm. National Gallery room 43, I think it was, which was on the day of the vote for the um, fees to be changed, for tuition fees to be changed. Do you think that mood there is something that was go can go back into universities and be a, a practical, powerful force? Or is that is that is, I mean, is that... I mean, because obviously it must have felt great, you know, st- making a big statement of being there, teaching in a f- big way. I mean, you fill the room completely with people and talk about subjects which were not normally
2: spoken about publicly in those spaces no it's fantastic i mean it, it it was um you know and again we were there because we we all loved the national gallery you know a lot of i mean i it was the first place i ever went to sure um, sure to see you know i went there to the day off school to go to see van gogh sunflowers you know when i, when I was about yes. 15 and it yeah. was you know and uh, i think everyone felt you know, an incredible. Um, there was a
0: protection, almost like a protection. we in protecting it. Um, but, but going back to my question, yeah. in the sense, do you think? Do you think though that I mean, and Patricia's question too. Do you think that though that there's hope within the arts, the university art school department for for enough change to make it not, yeah, not necessary yeah. to leave completely. What yeah. I wanted to actually, mm.
1: because Dean's um, already referred to this. That yes. When we and you, when we're talking about the public. I'd just like to remind people, you know, that there were students who occupied their university in Kent over the freezing winter. And families, members of the public, brought food. There are mothers against kettling. There are now these grassroots yes, organisations yes. who have mm. been appalled by police and institutional responses yeah. and who actually, maybe that's where people should be looking for... There's been actually very positive press um Inadvertently, really, because they've interviewed people on the street who've actually been supportive of what the students and are doing. much more vocal than you would have expected, and much more vocal. C- very smart. Mm. That's right, and, you, and the media's had to kind of change step. <laughs> they thought they had one story, and they've actually ended up with another story, which is greater collectivity. And more and more people are thinking, hang on, what is happening? My children may not be able to go to university at all. And the EMA, you know, the Education Maintenance Allowance, they're already targeting 16-year-olds cutting off their potential future. This
0: is for people who can't afford, who get a fund. That's
1: right. And it it made me all the Mm -hmm. difference. One one immigrant student, I know anecdotal evidence is not really sound, but one uh, student who was an immigrant family, and he could persuade his father that he could um study because he had the maintenance allowance that took him to his college and he could still sh- stack shelves in Asda but not every night <laughs> 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 now that made a hell of a difference because his father could see that was a sensible arrangement and yeah. supported him and this i think this movement is bigger than teachings and university art college. Yeah, it's bigger than the art magazine and the it's art bigger world, our, isn't it? it, it I is. understand that. Yeah. I think it's really rolling and maybe we should harness more of that.
2: Yeah, I mean this you know this is kind of one area. I think the art world is one area. I mean the important thing is that to think that art isn't you know what artists do in the art world. It isn't something separate from um, education. Absolutely. And it's not something separate from the the wider um, kind of ideology of, of of privatization and individualism in fact it it's, it 's a way in which these things are embodied. so when I talk about change in the culture of art, um, this is the optimi- this is one optimistic part of it in terms of education um, i don 't know i 'm incredibly um, pessimistic in one sense the the, the you know it, it seems very difficult to be able to do anything. Um, but on the other hand, the stakes are so high. It seems like we have to, um, you know, it, that's what gives this thing the energy. And it is about um, what will happen at a, at, at a on a on a on a smaller level with people working within universities, refusing to do certain things, you know, coming together collectively and saying no, we're not we're not going to go down this road, you know, uh, standing up to to management and so on. I think, you know, this is something which is. You know people have been far too um passive, willing, passive and so it's and time to support to our teachers to yes. Ta- support the lecturers more from the outside perhaps
1: yes i mean students on one side shouldn't care so much about their degree i mean well, I agree. It, it sounds ridiculous but no, no. i mean that's the whole point by, f- by making students think that they're like other academic students and that the grade matters, it really doesn't because no. art is, is actually not so quantifiable. Of course, that plays right into the hands of, of, of people who hate the arts precisely because they're not so quantifiable, not so easy to grade. But the real world knows, the real art world knows, mm. that you, are, you look where you studied, with whom, and what your work is like and mm. whether you've got you can stay the course. Can I, can I bring in your uh, the, the editorial
0: of the same issue just just at this point because the, when you're talking about um the, the sort of financial um well the unquantifiability of, of the of the artist at the same time you are there's also the, the fact that the arts economically is defensible yes in, in many ways so despite its unquantifiability, perhaps as a particular yes. um, Form or what it, it does have an effect and can be quantified in some ways, and, and yet still is being treated yes. well, treated badly by the government. It,
1: it's catch twenty two, unrecognized. You're absolutely right. It's it's catch twenty two. If you use their language, and if you use their idea what a, a, a quantifiable outcome is, which is usually money, um, you can make that case, uh, but. What we're all trying to make is a case that is a, a, above that. Well, I ho- uh, obviously, I hope, yes, I hope that... Or ancillary to that, which is... that she's not ancillary, it's central, which is that the arts matter for 101 other reasons yes. which aren't quantifiable. But we had to play that game, or it was perceived that we had to play that game in order to preserve funding. There isn't any funding now. No. So the hell with that game. Let's make the game w- the real one, which is that the arts are there because they change... Um, actually... Uh, Dean, you put it beautifully in your article i don 't know why i 'm rephrasing it, but great art um, if I can quote you, great common... art finds common value with collective action in its ability to take us beyond ourselves. Yeah. why am I looking to rephrase it that 's exactly what great art and a good culture can do
2: yeah well, I think the you know I, I agree that it was a complete mistake to go down that road, and uh, you know I think the 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 value of art needs to be much more um that case for art needs to be much more assertive and you know we should be talking about value in 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 terms which are not to do with the um uh, uh, kind of economic just those kind of economic benefits um and also not purely in terms of a kind of career which seems to be the route that art colleges have followed Mm -hmm. um but for me fit in very well with a lot of the culture of of the art world anyway Mm -hmm. which is all about um uh, uh, kind of you know individual um individual careers and uh, personalities and uh, the kind of value by association um culture that operates within the art world so this seems to me an important thing and this seems to me the way in which the culture of art um can be you know hopefully transformed through, through some of these um We've, got a,
0: we've only got a few minutes to go. Just, I wanted just to mention, you, which you do mention in your piece, that the 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 nomadic hive manifesto, which mm-hmm. was, I believe, written in Room Forty Three of the National Gallery during that particular teaching. Yeah. Can you just just say something briefly about that? I mean, it's, if you Google it, you can find it because I did it on my phone this morning. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean it's a long one it's got like 38 points to it as far as I <laughs> well can it, see. it
2: was it was it was written collectively in in kind of four groups um within the uh within the national gallery until it was until it was finished so it was you know it was it it's it, it, um it was a, again it was a it was a collaborative a proper collaborative yeah. but also anonymous you know which is another important thing it is
0: interesting that because because you there are various collectives we know of yeah. um who may even have been in the room at the time but mm-hmm. i did rather like the fact that it did seem to be the we is anonymous yeah. it's, it's interesting the use of word the word we That's is, right, yeah. is is intriguing i think well listen um we we have run out of time Um, And I'd very much like to thank you for coming in. But um, is there any one last point, Patricia, do you want to make? um...
1: Well, I just... uh, Again, um, Dean mentions this in his piece when Susan Phillips' unfortunate slip, and I don't mean to stigmatise her, but it just shows you how this pressure has borne down on us that she accidentally said education isn't a right, it's a privilege. Unfortunately, a large... Um, section of this present coalition Believe it. believes that it was in her
0: subconscious. <laughs> yes, yeah, and that is slip. so
1: tragic that yeah. that Freudian slip was made by an artist. I'm trying to say, and I hope it comes across, that it it's the fact that everyone's under all this pressure to justify yourself in the market in market terms, mm-hmm. um, and that here she is in the most competitive environment, having just won the Turner Prize, and she ends up saying the opposite of what she means, and that's that's the situation we're in actually that. Uh,
0: She's internalised it. Internalised it. it. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, um, thanks for listening, everybody. You have been listening to Art Monthly on Resonance 104.4 FM. It's a monthly programme and will be on again on the second Friday of the next month. This is the February edition. And just to remind listeners, um, we do a special Resonance 104.4 FM Art Monthly subscription offer of 30% off the standard subscription. And if you wish to... Get this, just email subs at uk and mention Resonance and you will automatically receive the discount. Thanks again for listening. Bye.